Today is Wednesday, August 9th. The title for our devotional is Preach the Word. In these letters, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Paul offers a number of solutions to the problem that the church was facing in Ephesus. He gives specific instructions concerning the church and the household, but for our purposes this week, we're focusing on his charges to Timothy to preach the word as an element of their corporate worship. 1st Timothy 4, 13 to 16. By the way, if you didn't listen to yesterday's where I discussed all the problems that Timothy was facing at the church in Ephesus, definitely go back and give that a listen or read it on the devotional page. Okay, 1 Timothy 4, 13 to 16. Paul writes, until I come, so he's planning on coming to visit Timothy in Ephesus. We don't know if he ever made it there or not. Devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. So here we see as a part of Paul's charge to Timothy, it was to devote himself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and teaching. Much has been made about the distinctions between preaching and teaching. Here the word translated preaching is the Greek word for exhortation. Exhort means to urge or to appeal. The other Greek word that is often translated preaching is the word commonly used for a herald in the ancient world. Think, hear ye, hear ye. Imagine a herald walking the streets yelling the news of the day or declaring a particular event that everyone should know about. This is part of the idea of preaching, declaring the good the good news and urging, uh, appealing to people to believe in the gospel and to change their way of life and their direction, repent, all that. The other term, teaching, is more easily recognized and is really pretty similar. It's just used the same way as we use it today. These terms are often used together and therefore likely refer to different aspects of the same event. So insightful readers of this devotional will note that this is the distinction that we make by splitting up sermon time into two sections at LifeBridge. The first is more teaching, where we kind of expound on the text, and the second is more preaching. We've been combining them in the summer, but we'll go back to our regular rhythm in the fall. Now let's look to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 2, 15, we see Paul saying, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, and who, is the key, correctly handles the word of truth. 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 4, 5. But as for you, talking to Timothy, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you've learned it. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing in his kingdom, I give you this charge. Okay, so he really sets that up, right? the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of the appearing of his kingdom, this is the context, the background with which he is charging Timothy to do what he's about to charge him to do. He says, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. We read this yesterday. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. That's exactly what was happening at the church in Ephesus. But you, 
Keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Paul first points Timothy to the great value of Scripture. It is breathed out by God, he says in verse 16. This is to say that it is inspired by God. The words that the authors of the Bible put to paper were superintended by the Holy Spirit so that the words they wrote were the words God wanted them to communicate. Of course, once we accept this to be true, these words are incredibly useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. The scripture then equips the servants of God for every good work. This word, as we read in chapter 2, must be correctly handled. I spent a lot of time and money in seminary learning to handle the word of God correctly. This has been a great value to me, and I hope it has been a blessing to you as well. As we talked about a couple of days ago, our culture is in a crisis of truth, and we don't know who we can trust to speak the word of truth. Many preachers even distort the word of God and use it to their own advantage, as the false teachers in Ephesus were doing. Of course, that is nothing new. Many Christians find their favorite pastor, who agrees with them on everything online, and then they listen to them solely. The ideal scenario is a pastor trained to handle the word of God appropriately, living in close proximity to the church community. The church then can see the character and hear the word of God taught week by week and therefore build trust. Because God's word is so powerful, Paul's charge to Timothy, which he emphasizes rather strongly in verse 1, is to, in part, preach the word. Here, our word for preach is the Greek word for herald or proclaim aloud, which we talked about earlier. We talked about verses 3 and 4 yesterday as a part of the problem Timothy was addressing at the church. Verse 5, then, is more of Paul's charge to Timothy. Preaching the word, then, is an essential element of the Christian life to refute the heresies of our day. God's word, it rebukes our errors in theology. It corrects our immoral behavior. It trains us in righteousness and what righteousness looks like before God. The word of God carries the power of God. Harold Senkbill, in his book, The for pastors called the care of souls. He writes, the word is the vehicle for God's power. He's simply echoing Hebrews 4.12, which says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. So it is a joy for us to preach the word, to hear the word preached every Sunday and allow the Word of God to form and challenge us. This devotional is already getting long, so for additional content, I've linked you to uh, the Bible Project video for 2 Timothy. If you'd like to head over there and give that a watch, I'd encourage you to, to get the background and the overview of Paul's letter to Timothy.